Dallas Cowboys are coming off a week of rest to go up against the surging Minnesota Vikings, who have won their last three games on the efforts of running back Dalvin Cook, who tallied 465 rushing yards and six touchdowns over that span. I will discuss what the Cowboys need to do to slow down the Vikings offense and what they need to do to right the ship and make a run at this division. All of this and more next on The Wrap Up. So the Cowboys had a week off and we saw a shift within the NFC East. The Eagles still hold the lead at 3-5-1, but that lead was diminished in their 27-17 loss to the New York Giants. In second place is those New York Giants. The Cowboys and the Washington football team are tied for last at 2-7, but Washington jumped the Cowboys for the third spot in the 2021 NFL Draft. The Giants have a bye this week, but can look for their chances at first place to get just a little bit better, with the Eagles facing off against the Cleveland Browns, who put up 49 points on the Dallas Cowboys in Week 4. Washington plays Cincinnati in the battle of two terrible teams, with Joe Burrow likely leading the Bengals to their third win of the year. During the bye, Dak Prescott maintained his passing lead on last season's MVP, Lamar Jackson. LJ isn't the only player Prescott has the yards advantage on. Dak still has more yards than Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton, and Drew Locke. Dak has not played in four games and still has more yards than these players. Had Dak not gotten injured, he was on pace for 6,500 passing yards, which would have shattered the NFL record of 5,477 yards set by Peyton Manning in 2013. Eagles defensive end Brandon Graham told ESPN that one player clearly showed he was done when Philadelphia faced Dallas in Week 8. Graham said that Amari Cooper's body language is bad. He was gone. He was like, man, I can't wait until Dak Prescott gets back. That's the type of face he had. Cooper finished the game with one catch for five yards. This wasn't the first time that Cooper quit on the team in a game. It happened last season in Week 16 against Philly, which was a must-win game for both teams. Cooper was nowhere to be found late in the fourth quarter when Dallas needed him most. This raises the question of whether or not the Dallas Cowboys should explore a trade for the receiver this offseason. Luckily for Dallas, they have two other very talented wide receivers in Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb. This week's matchup against the Minnesota Vikings will showcase two of the best rookies in this draft class. For Dallas, you of course have CeeDee Lamb, who has 44 receptions, 595 yards, and 3 touchdowns. The Vikings have Justin Jefferson, who has taken just 5 picks later, and has 42 receptions for 762 yards and 3 touchdowns on the year. These two have gone back and forth all season for the most yards among rookie receivers, and Jefferson began to take a commanding lead after the season-ending injury of Dak Prescott. Also this week, there is the possibility of history being made. CeeDee Lamb will likely break a 55-year-old Cowboys record set by Bullet Bob Hayes in his rookie season. With three receptions against Minnesota, Lamb would move into first place for the most receptions for a Cowboys wideout in their rookie season with 47. The closest a player has come to breaking this record set by the Olympic gold medal winner was Des Bryant in 2010 with 45 catches. Lamb would have likely already broken this record if not for the terrible play from Cowboys quarterbacks. 
And speaking of Cowboys quarterbacks, Andy Dalton has been activated from the COVID-19 list after testing positive over two weeks ago prior to the Cowboys' loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. With Dalton back, he is expected to start on Sunday over Garrett Gilbert. The Cowboys are opting to go with the guy who has more experience, but I believe the team should stick with Gilbert, who almost led the Cowboys to a victory over the undefeated Steelers. In that game, Gilbert was 21 for 38, with 243 passing yards, one touchdown, and one crucial interception. In his two starts this season, Andy Dalton is 43 for 73, with 341 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. If I was the Cowboys head coach, I would personally go with Garrett Gilbert. But, unfortunately, I'm not, so let's take a listen to what the guy who is making that decision had to say. I thought he was decisive and he threw the ball very well. That's, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing. As long as he's, you know, the ball's coming out on time and so forth, I, I thought he was in rhythm. You know, Andy has excellent command, obviously, of, of the whole operation. So I, I, thought, I thought Andy had a good practice yesterday. So it's great to have him back. A starting job isn't the only thing on the line for Andy Dalton this week. The future of his NFL career is up in the air. Dalton signed a one-year deal with Dallas back in early May, and I do not anticipate him being with the team next season. Dalton showed some promise last season in Cincinnati prior to being benched for Ryan Finley, but he has yet to live up to his reputation in the two games he has played this year. The Red Rifle has a shot to turn things around and lead the Cowboys to the playoffs, which should open up his options for where he wants to play next season. Listeners, make sure to subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and make sure to follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching The Wrap-Up so you can stay updated on the latest content. The Cowboys have a tough road ahead of them with the Vikings this week, then Washington, then Baltimore, Cincinnati, San Francisco, Philadelphia, and we wrap up with the Giants at MetLife Stadium. Of these seven teams, the Cowboys will face five of the top 25 rushers in the NFL right now. They will take on the number one rusher this week, then face a strong committee that Washington has. After that is Lamar Jackson, who is second in rushing yards among quarterbacks. And after that is another tough matchup with Joe Mixon. So why do I mention all these players? Well, it's because the Cowboys give up an average of 157 rushing yards per game, which is 31st in the league. This number dropped from the 170.9 yards they gave up through the first eight weeks of the season. The Cowboys have been great in defending the pass, giving up an average of 224.6 yards per game, which ranks 11th in the NFL. The secondary took a blow with Trayvon Diggs possibly being sidelined for the rest of the season with a foot fracture, but they did get Chidabe Awuzie back, who said he learned a lot from his time on the injured reserve. Take a listen to what he had to say. Oh yeah, of course, it's definitely different, um, especially with COVID and IR and everything. I'm not able to travel to the away games and the home games. I'm not able to be in the locker room, so uh, you know, watching it from TV or in the suite at the game, you know, it's definitely different. You see a lot of things. Um, now it's just using those things that, you know, maybe someone messed up on or someone did good, just trying to either repeat it or try to do it better than and so that no, there's no letdown. You know, it's really a next man up type of thing. So um, that's my goal. 
Awuzie will likely be forced into the cornerback one role this week, facing off against a mix of Adam Thielen and rookie Justin Jefferson. With the injury to Diggs, I expect to see more of 2020 fourth-round pick Reggie Robinson in the coming weeks. Injury and roster moves have allowed for the emergence of later-round rookies this season, which I believe will help these guys down the road. One defensive player that has stood out recently is the defensive tackle from Oklahoma, Neville Gallimore. Here is Gallimore discussing how he has improved throughout the season. Um, I mean, it was just, you know, obviously at the start of the season, uh, and even before I said it again, it just goes back to not only coaching, but, you know, the, the D-line, um, the, the veteran guys really just helped me, you know, understand, you know, what I was looking at when I was watching film, you know, is, and really just making it more simple for me. So I feel like the biggest thing is for me is that, you know, the repetition that I've got at practice, you know, the way I'm watching film now is like I'm able to, you know, take that and have it translate onto the field. So when it comes to game day, you know, I can obviously, you know, what I'm seeing, you know, whether formation or, you know, backfield sets or anything like that, or really just looking at, you know, how my opponents line up, you know, I kind of see it firsthand because I'm getting those looks and I'm watching it. Um, again throughout the week. So really just all in all, just becoming a, a better, you know, football player, better like student of the game. Gallimore and other members of the Hot Boys will have a tough matchup this week, attempting to slow down the league's top rusher, which leads me into my keys to victory. Number one, don't let Dalvin cook. Over the past three weeks, Vikings running back Dalvin Cook has been lethal, averaging 155 yards per game and scoring an average of two times per game. Cook leads the league in rushing yards with 954 and leads in touchdowns with 12. Some have compared the Vikings' run game to that of the Browns, and here's what defensive end Demarcus Lawrence had to say about that claim and what he thinks this week will look like. Similar is the Vikings' run game stylistically to the Browns' running game that you guys saw earlier this year? Oh, yeah. Uh, we feel like it's pretty similar. Um, you know, we feel like Dalvin Cook is a you know a more elite back um, just by his skills and uh, how he can cut the ball back at any moment on you. Uh, but, yeah, we, we feel like, you know, we're going to see mostly the same kind of scheme. And, uh, I mean, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, how do you achieve a, obviously a different result against a similar scheme? So yeah. You look at that Browns game. Yeah, well, I, I feel like it's, we are a different team. Uh, we're playing totally different. Uh, our energy is totally different, and this would not be a repeat of the Browns game. Um, I feel like, you know, our feet underneath us, um, we're starting to play with more of a, a football IQ and understand, you know, what our coaches uh, want from us and, we're going out there playing hard. Number two, establish a lead early. In week nine, the Cowboys got an early lead of 13 points against Pittsburgh, and they need to do the same this week. This coincides with key number one of not letting Dalvin cook. If the Cowboys can jump ahead early, they force Kirk Cousins to throw the ball, which isn't something he's very good at. This past week, Kirk Cousins finally managed to pass Dak Prescott in passing yards. To remind you, Prescott hasn't played in over four weeks. Cousins has just over 2,100 yards on the season and has thrown 11 interceptions, which is the second most in the NFL, 
right behind Carson Wentz. Cousins has only been completing 66.1% of his passes so far. If Dallas wants to win this game, they need to force Kirk to throw the ball. Number three, establish a starting quarterback. So this key isn't necessarily just for this week, but it is extremely important moving forward. The Cowboys have seen three starting quarterbacks over the past three games, and that is not acceptable. Kellen Moore and the offense need to make a decision on who their guy is going to be moving forward, or they should just give up on the season. So the Cowboys are given an opportunity of two very rare scenarios. A 2-7 team is often never in the conversation for the playoffs, yet this season the NFC East is still up for grabs, and every single team in this division has a shot. And to remind you, the Cowboys are just two games out of first place. The other rare scenario that this team has is currently holding a top 5 pick with a team of this caliber. COVID-19 has opened up opportunities that many teams would not normally have, and the Cowboys, who don't have a shot at the Super Bowl, should take advantage of getting elite talent early in round one. That is going to be it from me. I will be back in just four days to break down the Cowboys game against the Minnesota Vikings and discuss the Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving Day traditions and what they need to do to beat the Washington football team. If you have not already subscribed to the podcast, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to leave a review and share the podcast with your friends. Also, make sure to follow the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages to stay updated on my latest content. Until next time, I'm Alec Rapp, and this has been The Wrap-Up.